All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. With your host, Flex Headless. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're all very good. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I'm going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of fucking amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Once again, back is the incredible another episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, here on my man, 100 Years. Charlie Chase, baby. Charlie, uh, you sound excited today. Oh, wh- why do you think, man? You, I, I don't know. You tell me, Charlie. Go ahead. Football's here, baby. Football's here. Week one. Yes. Is upon us. Yeah. It is week, here. week one's already started. Yeah, week well, Thursday night, but week one Sunday is upon yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that's like that's like the big exciting day, you know what I mean? Like that's like the day where where you get you get pumped, you get amped, you get fired up. Yeah, it's and like then, uh, it's like Christmas morning for me. I'll tell you this much because I know last week was a big week of drafts. Yeah, and uh, you know for Labor Day weekends always when the draft starts. And um, the thing I hate the most about it is because you prepare, especially now that we did the show this year, is that you prepare so much for draft season. And then when drafts are upon, it's like, it's almost here. All right, hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. I got, yeah. I got, you wait so long. And then you know what upset me, too, about the Thursday game is that we waited so long for it, and it was that rain delay. Right, right, right. Was it was like, like a, you add another 45 minutes to it. Like, son of a... You yeah. know, it's just... Uh, yeah. And then the game ended up being a little bit of a snooze fest, but... Uh, well, we'll get to that in a yeah. second. But it was funny. So, like, I remember... So, what I, what I did on Thursday night, just to let you know, is that... Uh, so, f- Friday, yesterday, came September 7th. Came out the Spider Man PS4 game. Oh, <laughs> yeah! So I know, I know, someone was excited in the Viola household. So, well, both of us. My wife was very excited <laughs> for me. So, it, um, so then I already pre-reserved it. I already had it pre-reserved, mm-hmm. and uh, with a big, oh, you're one of those guys that goes and pre-reserves. If it's a game, I really, the game. If it's a game, I really like. Yeah, yeah. but I really pre-reserved the deluxe edition. Like with God of War, I got the deluxe edition. It came with the statues and the maps and everything. I pre-reserved everything. Yeah. So I think I did with this one. This one came with like a, a comic book, not a comic book, but the art of the game book, um, a decal sticker, some downloadable content, the game in a steel case, and a statue that kind of spoils the game a little bit. I like guess spoilers about like a hidden villain. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so I re- reserved that months ago, months ago, and then they gave the, and I and I thought the. Thursday was the seventh. It was the sixth. So I went in to pick it up, but they were doing a pre-release. So I was like, "Oh man, do we even want to really do a pre-release? I got to miss the football game because in order to get a pre-release, you go pay for it in full. You get a ticket saying you paid for it in full, and at six o'clock, and then at nine o'clock, you go back and pick up your game." Ah, okay. But then I was. I did that a couple of times for years ago, like for for Madden. I think I did that like once or twice when you were still a kid. When I was still a kid, which I still am. Yeah, very much so. There's nothing wrong with that. We all got a little bit of a kid in us. So hey yo, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, brother. Uh, but uh, so so yeah, so I did that, and then when I when it came, so I asked the guy, I was like, look, I already pre-reserved this, and I got my sticker. I was like, I could just come back on tomorrow, Friday, and pick it up, right, in case anything. He's like, yeah, because you already pre-reserved it, so it's guaranteed you was uh, your you know your item. But I was like, yeah, because I don't want to miss the football game. Then when the football game got rained out, all right, I guess I'll go pick it up. But I missed like a couple of minutes in the first quarter. All right, it's all good. You didn't miss much except for a bunch of penalties. A lot of penalties, a lot of penalties. <laughs> Talking a little bit about the, about the Thursday night game then. Uh, yeah. A lot of penalties. There was more penalties in the first half than there was points on the board. Yeah. I think it was like 27 total penalties throughout the whole game. Something around that. But I know yeah. it ended up 6-3 in the first half. No. And both teams had more uh points I mean more penalties than six like yeah, each team had more than six penalties right yeah I mean look it's um you know both teams looked a little sluggish on on the offensive side of the ball to start off with um but I mean look the Philly defense I gotta say it still looks legit man it's it's uh, Ronald Ronald um, Ronald Darby as good as Julio Jones did especially fantasy wise 27 yeah. points right as good as Julio Jones did uh Ronald Darby still did look pretty legit yeah yeah but the thing you know with Julio and we've we've talked about it on this pod it, the thing that drives me nuts is you know from the from the from the 20 to the 20 
he he may be the most lethal weapon in football. And then it seems like when they get into the red zone, they completely forget about him. Well, in some plays, like, they took I just, him I don't, out. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it either. In some, in some plays, they took him out. But this is like what we were trying, I was trying to tell you before, is that he's never scored more than six touchdowns right, in the entire right, year. Right. He's never been more than – don't get me wrong. I'm a big Julio Jones fan. Yeah. I love Julio Jones. I'm not. There's nothing to say anything negative about him. These are just saying stats that are true about him that – Hurt his fantasy relevance, right? That you know he's only been a top five wide receiver once, right? Once, and the thing that prevents him from doing that is is the touchdowns. You yeah, know what I mean, like I, he's look, like the catches are going to be there, the yardage is always going to be there. It's the touchdowns, you know. I mean, last year he scored three touchdowns. We've spoken about this, you know, at nauseum. Like, how does someone with that much talent only end up scoring three touchdowns? No, it, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. And like I said, he's never more scored. And now he was just three. Never yeah. more than six in an entire right, right, right. year. Right. And when they finally gave him, you know, that red zone opportunity, Matt Ryan just throws a horrible ball. Doesn't even give the guy a chance to come down with it in bounds. You throw him, you throw him and he had two opportunities there, Matt Ryan, because even when they brought it back and they called that penalty. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at the end, uh, you know, he got another opportunity to throw a point, you know, like one second left on the clock. Because right. They called the penalty. Um, illegal contact mm-hmm. on the Philadelphia's. Um, Defense and he's overthrew it. He overthrew it three times in a row. There, yeah, yeah. For he sure. didn't look good at all, Matt Ryan. Yeah, on the Eagles side of the ball, the the offense did look a little sluggish. But I mean, and part of that's got to be you know because Carson Wentz is not not there. Um, but I mean, look, they they look like they're still going to be strong. I mean, look, it's one game. We can't take too much from it, right? Um, but they they look like they're going to be they're going to be good. What what stood out to me a lot, and I've been saying it a lot this mm-hmm. year, and I've been I've been praising Jay Ajayi this year. I've been, yeah. I've been saying that he's gonna, you know, said the baby come back and all this and that. And, yeah, and I I liked him a lot this year, and it just goes to show. Not and I'm not talking about his fantasy production because he ended up with, with you know with overall he ended up with 20 points in uh, Jay Ajayi with his uh, 62 yeah. yards, and he got a two a two he point conversion got in the box twice. Yeah, yeah, three times because he got the two point conversion. Oh right, right, right. So, right. um, but the thing is with him. He just definitely looked like their best runner. Now, obviously, now I had people text me because they know I'm big on Ajayi, and they saw that he didn't start. I mean, he was listed as a starter, mm-hmm. but he didn't get the first reps and the first snaps. Um, you know, that started off with Darren Sproles. Right. And it's it was, uh, you know, 15 touches he got overall at the end of the game, but he definitely looked like their best runner. He averaged 4.1 point yards, per, yards per carry, which is, you know, decent right, enough, right. good enough. But the thing is the way the other running backs look. So I guess because it's the first game they want to try him out. Some people would tell me they don't like him to be a running back by committee. But I just always said, J.H.I. is going to be their best one. You know, they got a great line. You know, I, I got a little bit nervous, too, when uh, when um, Kelsey mm-hmm. got taken out of the game for a little bit, their center. But he ended up being fine, you know, when he got yeah, right yeah. back in the game. But you guys see, when if you watch the game, and if you did watch, if you don't, if you're going to watch the next game, when you see when Ajayi, when he gets the ball... Notice how he still stays up with after getting hit after right, the contact. Right. He yeah. still stays up. He's still moving. You see him juking. You see him cutting. Like you know, he has problems with his knees throughout his entire career. But right now, the knees seems to be doing pretty good. The way he was like moving around, the way he forced himself through the ball. Corey Clement was the biggest surprise to me because yeah. I always thought that he was going to be like the clear backup or like the clear guy that maybe take away carries from him. But especially in the passing game, they didn't pass the ball to him once. Right. Right. Who got the most passes was Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles got four catches at 22 yards. Right. So he was the one that was used more in the pass game, and he looked he was 35 years old. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he, looked, looked, he looked good. Yeah, yeah. He, looked, he looked fierce. You know, he was still mm-hmm. trying to truck through the little guy as, yeah. as much as he could. I mean, Clem- Clement showed some flashes. He had a nice run in the fourth quarter. But that was, yeah, that um, was an easy hole. That was, yeah. I, I'm not giving it too much because if you look at every other attempt that Clement made, he ran to traffic, and then he got like... Stuffed, right, right. You know what I mean? He hit a brick wall and he got stuffed. But he when he when he had like that long run, because his average because of that one long ended up being five point one yards per carry. Mm-hmm. But he had that that but that was an open hole. That was like easy right, open right. hole for yeah. anybody to find. Right. You know what I mean? And that you know, that offensive line is, is one of the best, you know, yeah. units in the league. You but know? that's so. that's why I like JHI so much because he's their most talented back and he found like I said, he, you guys see him, he was he was cutting, he was like, stopping, he was juking. Yeah. And when he was taking hits, he was still plowing through. Look how he scored that touchdown. He stretched out the ball with one hand to get right. that touchdown. The other one he found another open hole and he took advantage. He's just he's just their strongest best yeah. runner. He's definitely more in sync with the line this year. You know what I mean? You saw it at, uh, you know, at the end of last year. But now this year, you know, he's poised to have a big year. He he only got 15 carries, mm-hmm. which look at the end of the day, you know, if you get 15 carries, he produced 20 points. Right, that's not bad. But he's gonna he's gonna progress more. I think he's he's, he's still gonna he's at the end of this game, he got the bulk of the carries. He's gonna continue to get the bulk of the carries, and he's gonna continue. I think to put up. I, like I said, if he continues like he did today, now you got a bare injury. You still got a bear. You never know if Corey Clement is taking off. Mm-hmm. And like, I just thought he was gonna take off more in the passing game, and that yeah, didn't yeah. seem to be true. Is Darren Sproles? So we'll see what it is. 
um, how it goes forward, but I still think he's going to be the clear. I think he's going to be definitely a strong, at be- I think at best, an RB1, mm-hmm. but for most of the season, he's going to be a strong RB2. Right, right, right. Strong, like a high yeah. RB2, low RB1 for yeah, the I rest could, of the I season. Could, I'm totally on board with everything I you yeah, just said. I, yeah. I, you know, and he just showed exactly for every reason, but it's just like the committee was a little bit of a, I guess, worry, but I'm not concerned for this. Yeah. You know what was my favorite part of the game? The, uh, that it finished because it was sloppy. Yeah. Well, besides that, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jack Peterson running the uh, the Philly special again. Oh God, <laughs> that was awesome. That, that was pretty fun to watch. I'm that like, was I'm pretty mad. awesome. I mean, that guy is a good coach, man. Uh, yeah, Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a good coach. They put a statue of him and Nick Foles outside the stadium. Yeah. You saw that? I said Jack. Pe- I'm, I'm still in baseball mode. Sorry, it's Doug a, Doug Peterson. I thought you said some nickname that I didn't know about. And I was going to let you rock with it, yeah. but it's okay. We're not going to edit that out. Um, yeah, you ran the Philly. Did it? He ran the Philly special again, and uh, it was funny to read though that uh, that line that they put into to the game too mm-hmm. with uh, Trey Burton when they when they ran to him before the Super Bowl. And the first time he did, he threw like a bullet pass. He says like it was a quote from it. He threw like a bullet pass. I'm not saying it. I'm not quoting it exactly, obviously, but he threw it way too hard. I was like, yo, you can't throw the ball that hard. And the second time, he just completely overthrew it. And then Doug was like, all right, you know what? Let's go try something else. I'm definitely not running this play. <laughs> and he ran in the Super Bowl with Trey Burton. And then, but he he looked smoother this time. Because yeah, it yeah. looked more like a handoff, then it looked like a like a switch, sure, like flip play, sure. and then it was a pass. It was a yeah. little smoother. But he threw a little uh, razzle dazzle, right? he did the reverse, and then uh, Aguilar threw the ball. Exactly. Yeah. Um, even though it was an ugly pass, but yeah, <laughs> but, uh, he got the job done. Uh, listen, I, I can't throw a football all that well, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, so yeah, but you know, Nick Foles wasn't impressive either. Uh, you know, it was an ugly performance by quarterbacks. Nelson Aguilar did really well filling in for, which I always said to Nelson Aguilar was great to take it to late rounds because of filling in for uh, Alshon Jeffries. Which Alshon Jeffries was a no no for me this year too. Was a you know I didn't like him this year because of the fact that he um it's like I just feel with Alshon Jeffries that every Sunday you're gonna be waiting around one o'clock like you're gonna be waiting one yeah. o'clock. What are you gonna waiting do? Waiting for that last minute update. Yeah, waiting at noon to, to oh should I play him? Should I play? Him? You're gonna be you're gonna be stressing right. every yeah. Week. I mean if you know if you have him on your roster you have to have your pivots ready. Yeah, you know you can't wait till Sunday morning and have your pivots. You got to have him like on Saturday night. All right, if he's out, this is where I'm going. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yep. Uh, I know you wanted to play Mike Wallace. You were thinking about it, but you didn't. I was, you know what it is? It wasn't even for any sort of reason. It's just that, like, I kind of wanted something. You know, it was the first game. I was excited. I'm like, you know what? I don't have anyone. Mike Wallace was like a borderline flex for me, but I was like, you know what? Let me let me not do it. The the weather actually kind of got me off him. You know, like, it was bad weather, so I'm like, look, there's no way that you know in in this type of weather where he could have a productive game. So it was a good, you know, ended up being good that I benched him. What made what, what hurt me a little bit more that was that that last kick by Matt Bryant mm. at the, the the goalpost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, damn it. Yeah, it's bad enough that yeah, it's football, man. But it was the same team I had Matt Ryan in. Too, football so bounces a lot of funny ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way it goes. You know, that's the first game of the season. But then tomorrow, tomorrow is the big day. Tomorrow, tomorrow I'm excited. I'm hyped because I'm Christmas continu- morning, baby. <laughs> that's what it feels like that's right now. I'm excited like. because I'm continuing my tradition that I do with my wife, and it's mm-hmm. going to be our third straight year in a row doing this. Um, where we are, we go to the first home opener of every Giants game. Yeah, the first, the first home game for the for the. How uh, how long? How many years have you guys been doing it? Since we started dating. Which oh is, yeah, which, yeah. So tomorrow we're gonna. Tomorrow's our one year anniversary. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations. Well, why thank you, lady. So then tomorrow's <laughs> our one year anniversary, and then uh, beautiful wedding, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you were there. You had a good time. Yeah, it was great. We just no. showed the wedding video last night to um, our families. And then oh. next week we're going to show it to our bridal party. Cool, cool. Do you want to see it? Yeah, I'd if love you to see it. You don't have to be nice. If you really don't want to see it, it's no, okay. No, no, I, I enjoy that sort of thing. <laughs> All right, don't, don't worry. I'm gonna, I'll, 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 I'll send you a link or something. I'll let you see it if you want one time. I'll bring it over. Um, when you invite me over to dinner. Sure. <laughs> okay, cool. It's sounds, a date. It's a date. Sounds good, brother. Um, but yeah, so then tomorrow we're going to be at the Giants game at uh, the Jaguars. So as I do every every year, and it's a tradition that we want to instill when we have kids and we have family, because she's a really big Giants fan, mm-hmm. my wife, and me being a big Giants fan, that we want to at, at least always go. And even when we have kids, we want to bring our kids to them to every first home game of the season. No matter what, we don't want to miss the first home game of the season, no right. matter what. And then, you know, we try to sit as close as possible. You know, it might change in the future. Well, yeah. when, when we're rich, it won't be a problem. But, um, yeah, so then we're gonna we got pretty good, good seats, you know. Section yeah. one seventeen. So, I mean, look, early in the year is a great time to go watch a football game. It's not that cold yet. It's mild uh, weather, and there's so much excitement, you know. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, hope I mean, I go to I go to the Cowboy Giant game every year, you know. Oh, yeah. And it, for the last few years, it's always been towards the end of the year, and it's been freezing. But um, yeah, and this year it's the it's the last game of the season. So you're going to that game as well, right? I will now. Okay, good. <laughs> 
good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so going on with tomorrow, and then tomorrow is a big, big, big day with the football games and starting off. So what we're gonna try to do is that just to let you everybody know too. Don't forget, you could always oh 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 oh, oh big stuff. Forgot. Want to shout out once again, my boy Chill Will. Congratulations on winning the autograph. And perfect timing with everything going on. The autographed Le'Veon Bell jersey. Congratulations to Chill Will. Congratulations, Will. Um, Yeah, no, Chill Will is the obvious winner for that because of everything he did. He put us on his IG store. He actually posted uh, like a a meme or something funny about fantasy football, tagged us in it, said that he listens to us, you know, wrote a comment to us on our YouTube, uh, reviewed us on our iTunes, you know, and, and... the likes all our, all our pictures yeah. for the most part. He so definitely he, earned it for sure. He 100 percent earned it. Yeah, and then, and when we tell you all the time to all our listeners, these are things you got to do. Do what you can on the internet, on social media, to get yourself noticed more and more by us. Like Chill Will's like, whoa, Chill Will wrote to us here. Whoa, Chill Will wrote to us here. He did this and that, da 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 da. So do what you can to get yourself noticed for when we have our giveaways. We have a really big giveaway coming up, and we're going to announce that on our next show. Yes, next week. Um, and so, just to let you know the way it's going to go for for now on is that we're going to give out two shows per week. We're scheduled to give out two shows per week, so we're going to be airing a show every Tuesday, and then we're going to be airing the other show every either Friday, every Saturday for the most part, if not Friday. But we're, we're going to be spending the weekend. So every Tuesday, we're going to give you everything they look up for the for the waiver wires to give you like for the Thursday night games to recap what happened on the weekend yeah, and, and get uh, you ready for the for the week coming up. Exactly, and for little for little like uh, awards and stuff like that. We have like a little you know we, we always talk. We always come up with something dumb and amateurish or whatever. Who cares? And then on uh, for the weekend, one we we'll get you really prepared for the for the Sunday games. We we'll get you prepared for the Monday night games mm-hmm. uh, when we put out our podcast on Saturdays. So we're going to be prepared for every week now. You get two podcasts from us every week. Uh, remember, subscribe to us we're, you know, we're, we're on all the platforms that we are. We want to shout out once again Gotham Podcast Studios for making all this possible for us. And this great, beautiful new room that we're in, right? Yes. Yeah, Matt, this room is awesome, beautiful. man. This room, yeah. It really is. It really is dope. Uh, you check us out on our Instagram. Check us out on YouTube. You're going to see the videos of the room, uh, the pictures that we put up. It looks fantastic, Gotham. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at BFB Podcast, on Twitter at Podcast BFB, uh, and then hit us up on any platform that you can. So going on to talking about week one. Week of one, the let's f- do it. Sunday football games. Charlie, why don't you start us off? All right, man. Week one is here. Let's let's get it started. So the uh, the first game that I'm going to be talking about is the uh, Bengals at Colts. Uh, Colts are minus three, and the over-under is 46.5 points. So Vegas seems to think that there's going to be a good amount of scoring in this game. Um, I actually like the Bengals in this game. Um, I think if, if I was a betting man, I'd take the Bengals. But um, if, 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 <laughs> tongue-in-cheek flex. But uh, Andrew Luck is back after uh, two years off, almost two years off. Um, so he looks like he's all the way back. Let's see. Let's hope. Because, I mean, I do like Luck. I think he has the potential to be one of the, one of the greats in the game. So uh, let, I really hope he's all the way back. So uh, the Colts do have a favorable run matchup. Uh, tomorrow. Now, the thing is that you really don't know who's going to get a bulk of the carries. It looks like it's going to be Wilkins to start it off. So I wouldn't I mind. Like Wilkins this year. Yeah, I wouldn't mind playing Wilkins as a very low, low end RB two, maybe a flex in deeper leagues. So that's may, that may be someone that you do want to look at. Um, I think a, a position to target here is the defense because the. Cincinnati struggled against the defense last year. So Jack Doyle, get him into your lineups. I like I love him in daily. He's a good play in daily. And uh you may want to take a look at your boy Eric Ebron. He's gonna get some targets in that offense. So uh, he might what not be makes you say that. He might not they the the Bengals ranked dead last against the the um the tight end last year. Mm-hmm. So look, targets will be there. The game script looks like this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. Um, so look, I'm not saying he's a must-start, but I wouldn't mind taking a shot with him in daily. He's going to be low-owned, um, and he may not be, you know, a bad flyer in, in seasonal. Now, the one matchup that I don't like on the Colts side of the ball is uh, T.Y. Hilton. He he he's going up against um, the corner, the the kid on um, what's his name? I had it up here. You're the one that had the notes, Charlie. Sorry. Uh, give me one second and get my notes together here. Oh, I'm sorry, William Jackson, uh, <laughs> so, who last year, you know, really stood out in his rookie season. So he <laughs> I love that like jump gonna, he just did. He's going to be Jackson. Uh, 
shadowing uh, Hilton for the majority of the game. Now, you know, obviously in seasonal, you are starting, you know, T.Y. Hilton. There's no way that you're going to bench him. But in daily, li- literally uh, limit your ownership to him. That's fair to say. Yeah. Now, on on the Cincinnati side of the ball, I think there's going to be a lot of production here. Um, the Colts were one of the worst defenses against the pass last year. So get A.J. Green into your lineup. He's a he's a must-play in seasonal. Um in daily, I'm going to have a ton of exposure to him. And actually, Andy Dalton might not be a bad streamer if you don't like your quarterback matchup. Like, let's say, for example, you're a Garoppolo owner and you don't like the matchup going against the Vikings. You know, I don't have a problem streaming Dalton for the week. Yeah, I, I almost thought about doing that. I almost thought about playing Dalton instead yeah. of Matt Ryan this week. I, I stuck with Matt Ryan just because I was I want to stick with the team I drafted. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was thinking about playing Dalton just because of the matchup. Yeah. Uh, Mixon, make sure to get him in your lineup in seasonal. Also on daily, he's uh, 6,900 on FanDuel, and he's 6,100 on DK. So he's a bargain on both sides. Make sure you have plenty of exposure to, to Joe Mixon on, in the daily game. And also, one last tidbit on this game before I let you go, Flex, um, is John Ross. John Ross, he could he has a chance to to really do some damage in this game as well. So he may not be a bad flex play, and get him in to your lineups in daily. And uh, that's all I have for the Bengals Colts. Okay, I just don't believe the Eric Ebron thing. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I'm not in, in seasonal. I wouldn't start him, but um, he, daily I, mean, I wouldn't I, play him. Yeah, I might the, take him. Like, I I wouldn't look if I'm putting in 150 lineups, he'll he'll make like one or two of my teams for sure. All right. So you have the uh, the Bills Ravens. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> just, just so we know. So another thing we're going to keep doing throughout the rest of the season, because one thing that we have over here, uh, the Better Fantasy Bureau, is that I am a big Giants fan. Charlie is a big Cowboys fan. So, of course, we got to make our picks of the week of the game. So then you pick the Bengals to win this game, right? Yes. All right. I believe you. And I don't think you, I, I think it might. But I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Colts. going to go with the Colts. I'm going to go with Andrew Luck coming back. And I'm going to go with the Colts. Yeah. Um. I. I. I you know. I know. I know the. the, the I mean, the Colts are a three-point favorite. I, again, if I'm a betting man, I just. I'm a, I'm a I, look just at the I just think. I just think that the Colts are going to be under pressure, and that. Yeah. He, and that uh, Andrew Luck is going to be uh, playing from behind a lot because yeah. their defense is not good at all. This. Um, and that they're they're going to just he's going to start slinging the ball around. Yeah. This game has like really sneaky shootout potential. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And that's when, like, look, when you're setting your lineups, one of the first things that you should look at is look at the Vegas totals. And this is one of the highest Vegas totals on the board. So, absolutely. Moving on with the Bills and the Ravens. Talk yep. about them for a bit. So, then with the Bills and the Ravens, um, this is a game that, so far, we know LaShawn McCoy is not in jail. So yep. far, he's not in jail. That's a fact. That's a fact, yeah. Uh, so for all you LaShawn McCoy owners who was like, I'm I'm one of the LaShawn McCoy owners. And the reason I took LaShawn McCoy is because of the simple fact that it's it's let's be let's be real. It's not out of the realms of possibility for LaShawn McCoy to be a top ten running back. Yeah, it's not, but it's not likely for it to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I was low on LaShawn McCoy this year. I just took him based on volume. He's going to get that volume of that workload. Now, the biggest scariest thing now, the biggest scariest thing about this game is Nate Peterman is starting. Yeah. Now they're saying some bad things about Josh Allen. I know he's a little banged up too, and they're saying, not saying so many great things about him. But it's Nate. He his start. His, he can't be worse, right? I, I would hope not. He threw five interceptions yeah. his last start. Yeah, they said Tyrod Taylor for him. I don't know why. And and listen, as maybe maybe it's an injury thing with Josh Allen. But you sat your first round pick for this guy who threw five picks. You yeah. know what I mean in this game. I don't understand that. But. Ravens defense, I think, is a great play this week. Absolutely, a hundred percent. I mean, I I love them in daily. They're actually my favorite defense in daily this week. A hundred. I was gonna say that. Yes, yeah. daily. They're a great play for daily. And they, how much do they cost in daily? I didn't look that up. Uh, I think they're about forty five hundred. So they're, they're yeah. one of the most expensive defenses. But because of the matchup, but, because yeah. because they you got, because they know Nate Peterman is gonna probably sling you another like five into seven. I don't think he's gonna do that. But I mean. I don't know how you could be a quarterback in the NFL if you're going to throw five receptions in both games. Right. But regardless of the point is, is that the Bills are beat up, man, on offensive wise. They don't, they don't, they, they, you know, Kelvin Benjamin is their best receiver, but the bulk of the carries is is, is Lashawn McCoy. Chris Ivory might take away some goal line touches, so if you're Lashawn McCoy owner, make sure you have Chris Ivory, especially if out of nowhere for some reason that this. Legal issue that goes on with LeSean McCoy ends up being an actual issue. Mm-hmm. That so you make sure that you own Chris Ivory, but 
Another sneaky, another not so much sneaky person, but other people that I like too in the Ravens. I like to play for the most part any of the Ravens, except for Joe Flacco. There's just so many other quarterbacks that you can play over there. But any of the Ravens I like, I love Alex Collins in this game. I love Alex yeah. Collins in this game for big mm-hmm. ways because, and I said it before because on a, on, a, on a last show, I didn't have my notes set up here, but whatever it is, um, about what I said about Alex Collins. But he catches balls out of the backfield. Kenneth Dixon was hurt, and he's going to get, I think, the bulk of that carry. He's going to get a bulk of those of those runs. And there's really not much to say about this game. I think it's going to just be a total, 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 like, you know, like oblivion of the Bills. Now, is it to say that the Bills could surprise us? Because they did make the playoffs last year. Yeah. And with who? Right, Same exactly. thing. I mean, of course, Tyrod Taylor, which I was always a big fan of and a big believer in Tyrod Taylor. But besides Tyrod Taylor, with who? Right, exactly. You know, they still made the playoffs, so they could still surprise you. They could still come out of left field. It's not like a sure thing. Right. With them, I think like who's not for nothing. I hate this, and not, not, not the national, but I think who's more of a short thing to be against, like the Dolphins. Yeah, I think they're like one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, the Dolphins are going to struggle this year for sure. Yeah, so like stuff like that. Like you could say like last year, the year before, like a short thing you were going to win was against the Browns. You can't say that this year so right. much. So I mean, I think too many people are underrating the Bills so much because of the what's on paper. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing, what the biggest reason that gives us more reason to believe that than last year is their offensive line is so banged up. You know, Incognito's gone. And they lost two, two of them to retirement. They lost another one to trade. They have one of the worst offensive lines in there. And LaShawn McCoy hit the 30-year mark. So and for reasons like that is is why they're going to be banged up. But any of the Ravens you want to play, you want to play, you know, uh, you know uh, John Brown. You want to play yeah. Michael Crabtree. I, I, like, I like John Brown in the matchup. As, yeah. you know, the wide receiver too. Yeah, yeah. So Drew, I, li- I like the match. Uh, and getting back to your point on Alex Collins, he's he's sixty seven hundred on Fanduel, and on DraftKings, he's one of the best bargains at. Um, I just had it pulled up fifty six hundred. So he's he's almost a must play on DraftKings. There you go. Yeah. All right. So go. Uh, so wait. So who do you got winning this game, Charlie? Uh, I got the Ravens. Yeah, I got the Ravens too. Yeah. All right. So we, like I said, we're gonna tally it up throughout the weeks. And see who's beating who. And at the end of the year, we're going to see who picks more winners between you and I. Yeah, yeah. And then if it's a tie, we just have to fight each other. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, so moving on to the next game. Uh, I have Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Now, uh, the Saints are a a 9.5 home favorite, and over-under is a whopping 49.5 points. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest totals on the board for the week, so there's going to be plenty of scoring in this game. Now, um, you know, we all know that... Kamara is, is going to be the lead back for their at least the next four weeks. Um, in in seasonal, it's a no brainer. He was you know the fifth, sixth, seventh overall pick. Get him into your lineup. Um, in daily, I like him a lot. I just think he's going to be a little chalky in daily. He's a great cash game play, but um, I think that you could limit your exposure to him in tournaments. I think there's um, there's someone around the same price point that I like a little bit better, which I'll get to later on. But I mean, look, Kamara is a stud. Um, we all know that. So get him into your lineup. Lineups in seasonal. Um, I think Drew Brees will have a, a pretty good game. Also, I, th- I don't think I don't see him as having a great game just because of game script. I think that the um, the Saints will get out to a big lead and then lean on that running game to sort of like milk the clock a little bit. So you know, on the uh, Saints side, besides Kamara, I think Brees get him into your lineups in seasonal, of course, and then Michael Thomas. You know, poised for a breakout year, he's got a good matchup, plus matchup, and um, you know, get him into your your lineups for sure. Now, on the Tampa Bay side of the ball, I also think that there's a little bit of, you know, value that you could squeeze out of some of these plays. I mean, you all know that, you know, you're going to have Mike Evans for sure. You're starting him. Um, And he could have a big game because they look like they're going to be playing from behind. Uh, Barber, get him into your lineups. He's also a really good play on daily. And old man Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, Again, He's, you know, he's 6,200 on FanDuel, 5,000 on DK, so I don't mind having some exposure to Fitzpatrick as well. So um, plenty of scoring in this game, but ultimately I think the Saints are going to be too much. Yeah, I agree with you 100% what you said, especially things like about, like, Michael Thomas. I mean, like, at the end of the day, of course, like, with, you know, these first, you know, Michael Thomas was, like, a, you know, early second, late first round draft mm-hmm. pick. I took him in one of my leagues at a 12th pick. I took him and Christian McCaffrey with my 12th pick back and forth. Yeah. Um, you know, so guys like that. I mean, like uh, easy, obvious, much plays for guys like for guys like that. You know, especially Michael Thomas. He was a model of consistency last year. Yeah. You know, he had fourteen plus reception. He had five plus receptions in fourteen games. Yeah. So you know what I mean. And he only he only scored 
less than 10 yeah. in two games. Right, right. So, you know, he was just constant, like, every time you put him in. And the biggest thing is, also against the Buccaneers, like, is that they were last place against wide receivers yesterday. Right. I mean, yeah. yesterday, sorry, last year. They were literally in last place against the wide receivers. Yeah. All wide receivers on average in total, and you summon them all up, 38.5 points they averaged. Right. That's a big, huge chunk, you know, for all your wide receivers to get. So for sure. Constantly. I think just because um, for this specific game, I just think game script's not going to allow him to have that monster game, but I think he'll have a good game. Because I, I just see the Saints getting out to a lead early and then just running the ball. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I hear you on that. Uh, you know, what's what's an interesting uh, sneaky play, I guess, in Daly also for this week off that game is Mike Gillisley. Yes. Yes. Sneaky, like, nice you, flex. You know, oh, I thank you, lady. So, <laughs> like, uh, if you want to put that in... Um, for like like a sneaky like daily play for Mike Gillisley. I yeah. mean, he's I, I don't think he's going to be all that effective to be honest with you. Right, but, but like you said, if you're putting in 150 teams, even if you're not, even if you're putting in like five, yeah. And look, he's like the bare minimum on both sides, and you could easily see him vulturing a touchdown. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's really that's all you want from his is when, a touchdown. He makes value when he was on the Bills. That's what he was known best for. When right. he was pushing, and, and when this first game with the Patriots, when he was taking over for the first half of it, mm-hmm. that first game, he scored three touchdowns right by the goal line. So like yeah. he's good for those goal line carries. So he could definitely get that. So like especially if you want to like give yourself like a stud wide receiver, spend a lot of money on a stud wide receiver, and a stud quarterback, and a stud running back. I'm sure he doesn't cost anything in daily, right? Yeah, no, he's. Uh, I think he's 4,500 on on um, on DK, and I think he's close to 5,000 on yeah, so he's, Fanduel. He's not costing a no. lot, so if you want to spend money uh, beefing up other places, and you want to spend a running back cost on Mike Gillisley, I think that's a sneaky little uh, play you could go in there. Now he's Mike- actually 3,400 on <sighs> DK, so he's, he's dirt cheap. Yeah, so he's nothing. So if you want to play him for a daily and then he sneaks you, like, you know, all he really needs to give you the value of yeah. what you're spending on that, he needs, like, just what? Like, one touchdown? A touchdown. A touchdown, a touchdown he'll, he'll A touchdown, he'll, he'll, he'll be worth the price of what you're yeah. paying for. That's and then 4600 4, on FanDuel. So he's he's a, you know, good value on, on either side. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think it's a great play to make. And then Mike Evans is another person that I'm not crazy about in this game. But, you know, you kind of have to play him. You kind of cannot yeah. play him. But you know what? Playing from behind, he may get, you know, a good amount of targets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got to play in week one. You still got to play. So then uh, in this game, who are you taking, Charlie? Oh, the Saints. Yeah, the Saints. Me too, yeah. as well. Okay, For so sure. we're, we're agreeing too much here. So. All right, so you got you got potentially the game of the week. Texans Patriots. Talk Texas, to me. Now it's funny because I mean, my boy Jose hit me up the other time. What's interesting about the Texans? That a lot of people been dropping the Texans defense. Yeah, more twenty one thousand people dropped them on Yahoo. For, what for this week? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they but they they draft them. Right, I mean, if you draft them this year, you're more than likely. And then you realize they're playing Patriots week one. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's, but that's a funny thing. It's like when you, you know, but it's it's hard to like drop somebody you draft. That's why I said I, I stuck with my, Matt Ryan because it's like you know, like say if you draft you draft Odell Beckham Jr. Ah, uh, week one he's going against um, Jalen Ramsey. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like a lot of people were like dropping them. Uh, you know, because of this matchup, because of going against the Patriots. Now, mm-hmm. whenever you go against the Patriots, of course, whenever you go against them, you got to be worried. Yeah. You got to be. You, you, you Second know. highest uh, implied team total on the board, 28.8. Yeah, but, you know, it's just, I'm, for the most part, I mean, you know, of course you're worried about Gronk. You're worried about Brady, you know, but, you know, you're worried about Hogan. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'm not, like, terrified about playing the Texas defense if you draft them. I'm not saying it's a smart play. I'm saying I'm sure you could probably find somebody else. I I would be. I I think the Patriots put up a ton of points here. I don't I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't. I'm 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 not saying I'm wrong. I'm not. I I just it's so far for me this year, especially with all the off field things that have been happening with the Patriots, with the unhappiness of Gronk, the unhappiness of Brady, and the things between him and Belichick, whatever the case may be. I mean, the Patriots always find a way to get things done. Mm-hmm. You know, they and they lost their first round draft pick with win. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, the linemen that they did, they really needed that got hurt. You know, right. Sony Michelle's a little banged up. I know Rex Burkhead's got a little bit banged up, but it's just, I'm not as confident this year saying that no matter what, like, oh, yeah, the Patriots are going to be the guys to go over. Like, they're not to me like the Golden State of, the, of, the, of, of anymore of the NFL. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm 100% right with that. I just say I just, I don't feel like last year I was like, oh, yeah, the Patriots are going to make it again. Yeah, the Patriots make a Super Bowl again. I'm not as confident saying that this year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, they they still got number twelve there. So as long as he's back there, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm a believer. No, no, no. I I don't mind it. Um, now as far as fantasy implications go, of mm-hmm. course, you know DeAndre Hopkins. Don't ever take him out your lineup. I don't care who he's going against. You don't take a guy like DeAndre Hopkins out. Um, you know, uh, the Patriots backfield. The only one that I would worth putting putting in is Rex Burkhead. Yeah, that's the only one that I would like to put in out of all that. The Patriots backfield. Um, 
of course you play Tom Brady, of course you play Gronk, of course you play Chris Hogan. Uh, there's really not too much saying as much. It's, I think it's going to be a great game NFL-wise. Yeah. And if real football-wise, I think it's going to be an awesome game. I think it's going to be a really good game. Mm-hmm. But fantasy-wise, I really don't see anything different besides the obvious of what you play. I really don't find any really sneaky plays to play. I don't trust to play Alfred Blue or Lamar Miller. You know, I don't trust out Lamar Miller at all. Yeah. And I think the Patriots have a really good defense, too. Yeah. Now, last year, the defense started off very slow. Very, very slow. So that could only be maybe if you want to look at that way, that way again this year mm-hmm. because the defense didn't take off to the second half of the season. That they started like getting those interceptions and they started getting those like, you know, return touchdowns. But if you want to look at it like that, maybe that's it. But, you know, I, besides, you know, the, the obvious thing is that you play Deshaun Watson. Yeah. You play, you play, you, you play, um, Kelvin Benjamin, sure. no, Kelvin Benjamin, um, DeAndre you, you play, I mean, obviously in, uh, in seasonal, you're going to play Watson with no hesitation, but do you feel, you know, confident that he's all the way back? Yeah. yeah. As of right now, yeah, there's no, there's nothing telling me or reading that, you know, he had a long time to recover. Yeah. He got hurt, what, like week six or something like that or week yeah, seven? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, he has a long time to recover. So I think he's a hundred percent back. I knew he was a stud. I was saying for a long time, the Jets should have took him in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, because this year they wouldn't have to be worried about trading up to get like you know to get Sam Donald. Right. They would have had their quarterback in the future, and you get more offensive offensive players that would want to play with the Jets. So, I mean, as much as they took Adams that year, and he's a great safety and all, but still, so like, um, I don't see any really sneaky plays. Yeah, and I, I guess see, maybe I see, like Dorsett and Daly. Yeah, I, but like, if I it, actually like I like Patterson. Cordero Patterson? Yeah, because I, I think they're going to take a couple of shots with him down the field. So, um, you know, obviously in seasonal, you're not playing him. Stay away. But in daily, uh, I wouldn't mind having a little bit of exposure to Patterson. In seasonal, I don't see any sneaky plays. I, I guess, yeah. you know, I guess one also like probably Jeremy Hill maybe for yeah. daily. But in seasonal long, I don't think you do anything really changing with your lineup. There's nobody, you know, if you have any of those main starters, you plug them in your lineup, you play in your lineup, and then you set it and forget it. So, Charlie, who do you have winning this game? Uh, I got the Patriots, and I got the Patriots big in this game. Yeah, yeah. I got um the the spread is six points. I think that's too low. I could totally see the Patriots uh, winning by you know more than a touchdown. I I I could see them winning this game by ten ten points. I'm gonna go Texans. Wow, I'm gonna Texans. go against. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a gamble here. I'm gonna go against you. All right, I go like Texas. it. All right, Charlie, go on. All right, so the next game on the board is uh, 49ers at Vikings. Uh, Vikings are a minus home favorite at six, a minus six, and a 46-point game total. So uh, Vegas seems to think that there's going to be some scoring in this game. Now, uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy GQ, was the talk of the offseason, and he signed the big contract. And what does he get? He gets a week one matchup against the Vikings. So thank you very much. Uh, schedule makers. Now, in seasonal, I think that you could make a case like Garoppolo owners to stream someone else. I mean, we spoke about Dalton. Um, if if you you know you want to play the matchup game and you're not comfortable with this matchup, I have no problem. You you know, as crazy as it sounds, but benching Jimmy GQ and uh, playing you know someone like Dalton in a in a plus matchup. I agree. Yeah, so um, on the 49er side of the ball, I'm really not looking at much. I mean, it's not, you know, there's not a ton of, of you know, fantasy goodness that I see coming out of it. Um, Alfred Morris, I'm not, I can't get excited going against the uh, that um, Vikings defense. Now, on the Vikings side of the ball, there's going to be plenty of fantasy goodness. Um, Kirk Cousins, get him in your lineups in, in seasonal and in daily on all platforms. Uh, Diggs, Thielen, uh, I like both of them in this matchup. And the my favorite play in this game actually is Kyle Rudolph because we all know that Cousins loves to target his tight end, and there's going to be plenty of upside for him in seasonal and in daily. So I like the Vikings side of this game. I like them to win this game. Who do you got? I got the Vikings to win this game. 100% I got the Vikings to win right. this game. Anyone that's sticking out to you on, um, you know, as far as matchup goes? No, I, I totally agree, though, with what you said about Jimmy GQ. Uh, just, uh, you know, you could probably find a better matchup. I like him a lot yeah. season long. I like him a lot the whole year. But yeah. if you could, I'm sure you could if, if I think Jimmy, Andy Dalton's a better play. Yeah. If know? Jimmy GQ bowls out in this matchup, <laughs> the, the internet's going to break, man. Oh, yeah. For real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, moving on. Um, uh, so the Texans, the tight Texans, Titans and the Dolphins. Titans and the Dolphins moving on. Like I said uh, last year, the Dolphins was like one of the worst offenses in the league. The only thing that kind of kept them afloat was, I guess, which was like fantasy wise, which is when you look at the wide receivers who also didn't do all that good, was that they were also the highest pass percentages in the league. They've had the most passing plays. Now the good, the good thing to say about the Dolphins is that Ryan Tannehill is back. 
Yeah. No more Jay Cutler. No problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So Ryan Tannehill is back. Uh, and I guess that's why some people love Devontae Parker again. I do not love Devontae Parker at all. I got no love for him at all. Now, he, who, now I'm not saying who am I, of course. I'm nobody. But, it, it, you know. You're somebody, Flex. I am a nobody. But it's, it, for him, he could still always prove me wrong. You know, like he could show up and he could be right, but I strongly doubt that that would be the case. I'm not a fan of Devontae Parker. I do not trust in Devontae Parker. I don't think Devontae Parker's going to do anything. So, um, but this is another game where also, like, like I said, they also have one of the worst defenses, I feel, in the, in the league, too. Like, the, nothing about the Dolphins surprise, you know, like, is the only thing I guess that surprises me talking about is the backfield is a little bit tricky. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if you have uh, Kenyon Drake, you play Kenyon Drake because, you know, you got to ride out with who you drafted. But the thing is, I think a lot of people spent a lot of high prices on Kenyon Drake. I mean, even on the uh, the depth chart. Right. It's listed as him or Frank Gore, mm-hmm. which that was surprising to me. And Kalen Balaj has been pushed back. Right. I thought he was going to do a little bit better. But it's him or Frank Gore. It's like he, that guy, The guy just won't go down. Yeah. There's nothing happening to that guy. He's staying up. Yeah, he's like Jason, right? He just keeps coming he just back. He keeps coming back. Yeah. <laughs> what is he, like 46 or yeah, something, whatever something, it is? Something like that. He's, he just keeps going. He keeps trucking. Yeah. Like, that's how he, I, it was funny. Like, there was a joke we said, like, through college. Like, that's how he got through college. He was just dumb, but he just like, was able to plow through a yeah, whole just, line. Just truck it. He's like, you know, he's a big uh, bronze or brains kind of guy. But, um, I think not for nothing, Gore may be a sneaky play. Now, the Titans defense is pretty strong for the mm-hmm. most part. But, uh, I think the best play for daily for this week for me would be Rashad Matthews. Yeah, I, I like I like Amendola. You like Amendola? I, li- no, I like. No, I, I, I think I think the best wide receiver is going to come out is going to be Kenny Stills. Yeah, no, I, I like Stills also, but you know, I, I could see you know the um, Dolphins putting it up a lot in this game, you know, throwing the ball a lot. So I don't mind playing a little bit of a Danny Amendola. I wouldn't mind playing Rashad Matthews if you have like some flex play considerations. Yeah. Matthews you, is a good play also. If you have some flex play considerations, I don't. I don't trust in Corey Davis just yet. He's poised to have a breakout season because he's finally coming back healthy. Yeah. Because he was the first rookie taken in a uh, rookie wide receiver taken in his class um, two years ago. But he was hurt and he didn't play the whole season. So a lot of people are hyped about Corey Davis being back. So you know, if you want to play him, go ahead. I like Rashad Matthews as a better play. That's me personally because of what I know. Right. Uh, Who's the uh, play in the uh, Titans' backfield? That's what, Corey Davis. I mean, not Corey Davis, Rashad Matthews. No, in the backfield, the running back. Oh, running. Oh, sorry, my bad. I'm thinking. Okay, yeah, you're right. My, my bad. Uh, for Deion Lewis, for me. Deion Lewis. Yeah, Deion I agree. Lewis is the guy. Now, especially I think, in your PPR leagues, I think they're both going to thrive in this game because it's against the Dolphins. But I think season long, it's going to be Deion Lewis is going to be that guy. Who do you have in this game? Uh, so I like the Titans. Yeah, me too, Titans. Yeah. All right, go on, Charlie. All right, moving on. We got the Jaguars at Giants, the uh, the game that my friend here will be attending tomorrow. Uh, Giants are the one of the only home underdogs on the board uh, at minus three, and there's a 44-point um, point total in this game. So Vegas thinks that there's going to be some scoring, but it's, it's not going to be a barn burner by any means. Now, uh, on the Jaguars side of the ball, you're starting for net. It's a good match, matchup and favorable game script because if the Jaguars do get out to a lead, they're definitely going to run and try to milk that clock. Now... Um, in the flex position, I don't mind taking a look at Keelan Cole. I, I think he's a good flex player. In daily, he's going to be the most popular. Him and James Conner are going to be the most popular players on the slate. Um, in cash game, he's a free square. Lock him in. Thank you very much. And move on. Don't overthink it. In tournaments, I think that there's you know a way where you could kind of you know, fade him a little bit, not completely fade him. And when I say fade, just go, you know, under what the field has. So if the field is projected to have 40% exposure of to Cole, limit your exposure to about 20%. So he's got a good matchup. I don't I don't mind looking at Westbrook also. The uh, Giants did struggle covering the number two receiver last year. So I wouldn't mind taking a peek at Westbrook. Now on the Giants side of the ball, um, there are a couple of interesting plays. I think that the interesting play here to me is um, a couple. I like I like Saquon Barkley. Obviously, you're starting him in seasonal. Um, that Jaguar defense could be a little susceptible to the run, so I don't mind starting Barkley. Also, Odell Beckham Jr., you know, he's going up against Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Jalen Ramsey did show up on the injury report. He's got, he's got a little bit of a bum ankle. So this could be a, a, a slot in where Odell, you know, thrives. And in daily, you could get him at really low ownership, which is never the case. Now, Odell does play better against the top, you know, corners of the league. It seems like he raises his game. So 
listen, all Odell has to do is go out there, play a game. Don't engage in the trash talking with Ramsey. Go out there, ball out. You're one of the greatest talents in the world. Um, so I'm excited about rostering him in daily. I don't own him in any seasonal leagues, so I think this is an opportunity to have him in daily. Um, also, Evan Engram, because the Jaguars did struggle to cover the tight end last year, um, so I like Engram in all formats, seasonal and daily. So, I mean, look, I, I do like the Jaguars in this game, but I think there's going to be fantasy production for the Giants. Yeah, uh, one sneaky player that I like in daily so far this week also is Austin Ferrier and Jenkins, AJ, yes. because especially now that um, Olivier Vernon is Giants out. also struggled against the tight end last year. They did. And Olivier Vernon is out for the game too, so the middle's going to be a little bit more open, I feel, and especially like him more in the red zone. I think he, I think he's going to be like the main red zone guy uh, out of that backfield because um, out of that, uh, the wide receiver core is whatever. He's a tight end, I know, but yeah, I don't trust everybody in the wide receiver core for the Jaguars. Uh, I like them. I don't like love them, so they're yeah. okay. It's like kind of like another like cowboy situation. You don't yeah. have you don't have a lot of wide receivers, but you know I think he's going to be the most. Would you one. if you had Cole on your roster in seasonal? Would you would you start him? If I had Cole, yeah, yeah, this week you'd start him as a flex. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean you know he's going against uh, Jenkins is going to be the one guarding him. So I mean I would if 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 I had my season if I had all the yeah. better choices I like him but. I'm pretty sure by the time we're cold with me and drafted, there's going to be better yeah. choices. In, in daily, he's 3,800 on DK and 4,500 on FanDuel. Yeah, it's not that much. So he's then, he's literally in your cash games. If you guys are playing cash games out there, he's a free, free square. Put him in and move on. Don't overthink it. So uh, who do you like in this game, Flex? Me? I'm going to the Giants. Giants. I'm going to go with the Jags. You're going to go with the Jags? Yeah. All right. You're going to go with the Jags. Okay. All right. All right. So then moving on to the next game. We don't have much time left, so we got to kind of run through these really quickly as much as we can, and we're going to go through it as fast as we can because we really don't have that much time at all. Uh, just to let you know about the Steelers and the Browns. All right. So then this is the exciting thing about the Browns is that now with the first overall pick, Baker Mayfield, even though he's not starting the game, but still, it's it's it feels like a new Browns team. I think the Hard Knocks, didn't go, which I still didn't watch, yeah. but it's the Hard Knocks is like really revamped a lot for a lot of people. People are excited about it. You know, you got. Yeah. You got um, but Ward's hurt. Mm-hmm. I know the Denzel Ward is hurt. Uh, who they took in, the the cornerback they took in the first round, and uh, Baker Mayfield's not playing. Right. So it's like, is it really that much of a new Browns? It is offensively more than anything else. Right. Um, for the fact that Tyrod Taylor is now in the center, which I like him a lot. Uh, Josh Gordon, I like a lot too. Um, I don't trust to play him in daily this week, mm-hmm. but season long you play him. Because of the fact you drafted him, yeah, you got you got you know you you paid a nice decent enough price for him. Yeah, now Josh Gordon, a, you know, I, fifth sixth round pick. I believe him, throughout the whole season with Josh Gordon on the field, he's going to do what Josh Gordon does. Yeah, as long as Josh Gordon doesn't do what Josh Gordon does off the field, right? But right. if he's on the field, he does what he does, and he puts up points, and he kills us what he does. Um, uh, I think the best running back out of that backfield to have is Carlos Hyde, but of course in PPR you can make an argument for Duke Johnson, but I think Carlos Hyde, Carlo Hyde's also shown to be a really good pass catcher. Yeah. The only thing is with Duke Johnson, they used to play him more on the outside, mm-hmm. but now with you know now with Jarvis Landry and uh, Josh Gordon, they're not. I don't think they're gonna play on the outside as much as they used to. So I'm lower on Duke Johnson than I am on Carlos Hyde. I like Carlos Hyde better, mm-hmm. and then of course. Uh, if you are also looking at the waiver wire for like a deep waiver wire pick, pick up Samuels from the Steelers. He might be a play. Him or Ridley. Mm-hmm. If you have a deep, deep league, especially pick them up and put them on your on your team uh, as it is. But then, um, uh, you know, the Le'Veon Bell situation could change overnight. Yeah, it really could. But he's not playing tomorrow. He's definitely not playing tomorrow. We know that much, but it could also change whenever. In the, in yeah, the, in the James Conner going to be one of the most popular plays in daily. For yeah, sure. I was hoping to grab him uh, with my Wednesday night draft, but unfortunately, that yeah. did not happen. The other thing, uh, real quick, before we move on from this game, there's a little bit of weather concern for this game. So you know, check the report around twelve o'clock and just kind of make sure that the how the weather's shaping up before you make your decisions and set your lineups. Yeah, yeah. So we got so so then. Um, who do you have in this game? I got I got Pittsburgh. You got Pittsburgh? Yeah. No, I'm going to take Steelers too. All right. So moving on, uh, the Chiefs and Chargers. Um, Chargers are a minus three and a half favorites and a 47.5 point total. So there's going to be plenty of scoring in this game. I love the Chargers side of the ball in this. I love everybody on the board. Phillip Rivers, get him in your lineups, get exposure to him in daily. Melvin Gordon in daily is one of my favorite running back plays for where he's priced. And obviously in seasonal, he's a top pick. You're getting him into your lineups. Um, The the, uh, Chargers wide receivers are... I can make a case for starting all of them. Like they, that that um, Chiefs defense is projected to be one of the worst in the leagues. So uh, you know, don't overthink this one. Chargers get them into your lineups. On the Chiefs side of the ball, um, I also think that there's going to be some value with starting um, 
uh, Kareem Hunt in daily. Obviously, in seasonal, you're gonna you're gonna start him. But um, the Chargers do have a strong defense, but the strength of their defense is in the secondary. So I would temper expectations for you know Tariq Hill, Watkins, and Kelsey. Not to say that don't start him, but uh, kind of limit your exposure to them in daily. So uh, I like the Chargers side of this game, uh, and I have them winning this game. Uh, I think a sneaky play also just to throw it in there too. And if you want to add it to your bench, I had him into my bench in a lot of the, lot of leagues. Um in year long was Antonio Gates. I think he's going to be like a poor man's last year, Jimmy Graham. He's going to have low yardage, but high touchdowns. Old man Gates still running. Like I said, low yardage, high touchdowns. That's how I feel. Poor man's Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham yeah. last year had 15 touchdowns and he had low yardage. He was, the top, he was the number seventh uh, tight end overall. So I like Antonio Gates to add on. So who do you got in this game going, Charlie? Uh, I tell you, I got the Chargers. You got the Chargers? Yeah, who do you got? I got the Chargers as well. All I right. like the Chargers, all, all of them. I'm a big uh, Chargers guy. Yeah, I, get, I, get all the Chargers in your lineup Unfortunately, week, I did not get Keenan Allen this year in any of my leagues. Yeah. Uh, all right, so going on with the Cowboys and the Panthers, yes. your team, your team that you want to go. To, uh, like Now, I think the only obvious play, not for nothing, in this game is that you play Ezekiel Elliott. If you do not play any other Chargers, I mean Cowboys wide receivers, mm-hmm. That's okay, especially for this matchup. It's a tough matchup against the Panthers, yeah. and it's still yet to be seen. We know Alan Hearns is ranked as the number one. I like Michael Gallup to turn out to be the best one out of that wide receiver yeah. core. Um, Hearns has a favorable matchup this week, so if I if I was to look at any of those wide receivers, I'd probably play Hearns this week. Yeah, but I'm saying, but if you decide not to, because the way right. when you drafted Hearns, he was probably going around the ninth and eleventh round between right, there. So right. if you took him, I'm sure you have another flex opportunity there. Mm-hmm. If you decide not to play any of them, that's fine. If you want to take a gamble on them, you can take a gamble on Hurts. I think you can take a gamble more on Gallup. That's just me if you want to take more of a gamble on it. Right. But uh, there's no, like, ob- the only obvious play, I think, for the Cowboys that you play this week is Ezekiel Elliott. If yeah. you want to play Dak Prescott, I just think there's so many better options out there for, for Yeah, for yeah. No, you're not, in general, you're not looking in Dak. I think even year-long, in mm-hmm. general. Not to say that he hasn't shown that he's capable of putting up fancy numbers. I won a championship with him one time one year. But... I just say that just think there's more just safer options. Uh, Panthers defense is one that I like, even though you are going against Zeke. I still like the Panthers defense to play this week. Uh, of course, I love Christian McCaffrey. You know, yeah, uh, he's um, I'm I'm terrified of Christian McCaffrey, man. As a Cowboys fan, not not for daily purposes, uh, not for um, fantasy yeah, I, purposes. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, he scares me, man. I mean, look, get him into your lineups. Don't overthink it. In daily, he's one of the best values on the board for daily. Who you got this game? The Cowboys, man. Okay, fine. The, the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, look, look, it's the fan in me, but um, that's fine. That's fine. That's know, fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with my boys. Uh, moving on because we got really. What do you really, got? I got the Panthers. We got uh, uh, moving on because we got really little time left. So let's try to break this up as quick as we got. So we only got a few games. All right. So Real Redskins quick. at Cardinals. Cardinals are minus one point uh, home favorite and a 44 point total. Uh, the play that's sticking out to me. Two plays that are sticking out to me in this game are David Johnson. Uh, he he's got one of the best matchups on the board going against that soft Redskins defense. Rundy, and then Old Man Larry Fitz working out. Of that slot, um, Mr. Consistency. Uh, I saw a statistic on Sam Bradford where he throws 25% of his passes into the slot, so he definitely targets the slot a lot. Um, I think that Fitzgerald gets you know double digits targets in this matchup, and um, and I see you know you know him being productive on the Redskins side of the ball. Um, the only person I would kind of take a flyer on would be. Um, Peterson and I, I don't love the matchup because I mean the the Arizona run defense is a little stingy, but just on sheer volume, he's going to get about twenty to twenty five touches this game. So you know at that price tag, you know give give me uh, some Adrian Peterson. Yeah, Adrian Peterson definitely uh, because of the fact. Also, you know like nothing that they got a new defensive coordinator. They lost uh, the Honey Badger, so yeah. you know things could be different for the Carolina defense. I mean for the Cardinals defense, we don't know. And uh, also, like I don't, I wouldn't put too much uh, belief into the fact that Chad Williams is the wide receiver too. Only wide receiver he played from the Cardinals is Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, uh, who do you have for this game, Charlie? Uh, I like the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals as well. We are agreeing way too much. I do not like this. Yeah. All right. So. Um Seahawks Broncos. Seahawks Broncos. So going over to Seahawks Broncos. Seahawks totally Got a different. Plays in this game. I like. I like a lot of players from the Broncos. I like to play all of them. I like to play Case Keenum. I like yes. to play Demarius Thomas. I like to play Emmanuel Sanders. I Royce Freeman officially named the starter. So if you have Royce Freeman on your team, you didn't know he is officially named the starter of the Broncos backfield. I like the Broncos a lot of this team because the Seahawks are not the Seahawks anymore. They're not the yeah. they're not that team. That defensive team that scares that, you. That's a great point. Like a lot of people, you know, had this misconception that the Seahawks still had this, you know, the Legion of Boom. Dude, 
not. Yeah. yeah, a bunch of players are gone. A bunch of players have moved on to you know to different yeah. pastures. So the only players in the Seahawks that I liked, of course, you got to play Russell Wilson. Uh, another thing is too, the Broncos also not the Broncos of old. Granted, they got Bradley Chubb, so they might. So Chris Carson, I like a lot for the year, even though that their offensive line is terrible. But still, I think they're going to get stuffed a little bit there. Uh, Rashad Penny, I'm not worried about for the whole year. But Chris Carson, I I would still play him in this game if you had no other better options. Uh, maybe if you want to play him in daily, but I. I would try to look for better options than Chris yeah. Carson this year. But no, I'm a fan of him. I like him for the whole year. I try to find better options. Russell Wilson is kind of hard not to play him. Uh, but uh, Tlaib's not there no more. So you can still play him if yeah. you like. But uh, My favorite play from that game is Manny Sanders. Manny Sanders, get him into your lineups. Case Keenum loves him. Um, he's He's been targeted the most so far in the preseason. So uh, he seems like he has that rapport. Uh, Who you got Sanders. for this game? Uh, I like the, uh, the Broncos in this game. Damn it, so do I. God damn it, Charlie. All right, last yeah. two games. All right, so we got the uh, really quick. We have uh, the Packers and the Bears. Uh-huh. Um, don't overthink this one, guys. Get a Rod into your lineups. Um, I think that him and Devontae Adams are going to be one of the most lethal connections um, in the league this year. So get him in your lineups. Not much that I'm seeing on the Bear side of the ball. Uh, I mean, if you obviously if you're a Jawan Howard um, owner, Jordan, Jordan Howard, sorry, George, <laughs> sorry, it's still basketball mode. Uh, get Howard into your lineups. Um, you know, don't overthink that one. But um, I don't really see much fantasy goodness in this game. To be honest, with no, you. I don't. I think too many people took the took the the Bears defense. I don't know why they took them way too early. And then that, you know, I actually I dropped them. A lot of people drafted them. I don't know why. A lot of I people I had them. them, and then you know, same thing with with like the Texans. I realized that they're playing. You know, the Packers and A-Rod week one, so I dropped them. Suckers. Uh, all right, so who are you liking this game? Uh, I like the Packers. Packers, I, I like the Packers as well. Too many, too, too many things between us. All right, so then going on now, Jets and Lions, Monday Night Football. We're back with Monday Night Football, the Jets and the Lions. Now, this game, I had set up for a long time, especially if you're in Dynasty. I'm sure you already drafted Sam Donald. If I drafted Sam Donald in one league, I like Sam Donald to have as a sneaky play to stash him. See what he does week one. Yeah. See what happens. If not for nothing, the worst thing, I think what the worst could happen he plays like Josh McCowan did last year. And Josh McCowan was very fantasy relevant. He yeah. really was. Yeah. He really was fantasy Look, relevant. I, I like Darnold. I like Darnold a lot. I, 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 I think I like he's going to be the best wide receiver out of that class. And I, I said it for a long time. Quarterback, excuse me. And I like it a lot. But I like a lot of the players out of the Lions. Now, Carrion Johnson was a, is a player that you still yet to be seen. I would not play him this week because he's fourth on that uh, the running back depth chart. So I would not play him this week, Carrion Johnson. I would not play him in daily either. Um... Like Garrett Blunt, either I wouldn't play. The only running back I would play out of this week would be Theo Riddick. Excuse me, got the hiccups. Yeah. Theo Riddick would be the only one, but of course you got to play Matthew Stafford. You got to play Marvin Jones. You got to play Golden Tate. Uh, in Anybody on the Jets side of the ball? The Jets side of the ball, the only one I really play is uh, Zaire Crowell. Yeah. If I like- you want to spend, like on daily for, for Bilal Powell, I wouldn't play Bilal Powell in season long. I would not play him. But if you want to play Isaiah Crowell, I, I, I don't mind Powell as like a low end flex play. He's been he's been getting some run with the ones that he's gonna be involved in the passing game. Yeah. So I mean he always I is. But yeah. I don't like him in I don't like him in season long though. The play the play this week in season long. Yeah. Maybe if you want to throw him in daily, it's fine, but not season long. Who do you got this game? I got the Lions. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. I got the Lions. <sighs> Screw it. I'm taking the Jets. Sam Donald number one. I'll take him. Let's see what happens. Go ahead. All right, last game of the last week. Last one, uh, last one. The Rams at the Raiders. Um, the Rams, I mean, look, we've we've heard all the hype, Super Bowl aspirations this year, and I think they're going to get off to a rocking start. Uh, Todd Gurley, get him into your lineups. Um, don't overthink this one. Um, the Raiders' defense is is not, you know, they just lost Khalil Mack, so that's a, tar- that's a big blow to their defense. Um, so get Gurley into your lineups. Um, I'm not really seeing much else that's standing out. Maybe you, you throw Cooks in as well if you're on. Obviously, you're starting him. Uh, on the Raiders side of the ball, um, even you know Derek Carr, I can make a case for to sit him this week going against that Rams defense. So um, I I like the Rams on this side of you know in this game. I, I like the Rams this game too. Yeah. I already I already wrote down that you're gonna take the Rams this game. I already know that. Uh, I I would Ooh. still I would still play Marshawn Lynch though. I'm I have Marshawn Lynch in women's team. So I know you don't like him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, still, I'm not big on. Lynch I'm not big on him with this matchup either. But. You drafted him. I think you drafted him. You paid more or less about like a fifth, you know, fifth round, more or less round there for him. Yeah. You play Stay away from him in daily. Don't do it to yourself. Yeah, don't, don't. I wouldn't play him in daily. I wouldn't play him in daily this week. Uh, you got the outro music set up, Matt? Or no? Oh, okay. We can set it up. But, uh, but yeah, Charlie, yeah, you and I agreed a lot this game. So, once again, don't forget that we are going to start doing two shows a yeah. week coming up. So, really quick, um, give me one bold statement for week one. Quick. One bold statement for week one? Yeah. Uh, my bold statement for we Adrian Peterson ends up being a top five running back. That is bold. 
That is bold. Maya, bold statement for the week. Andy Dalton, four touchdowns. Ooh. That's going to get the calls. I like I like the Adrian Peterson because I just like Adrian Peterson, man. I do. I just like him. And he, he still looks fresh enough. So, yeah. That's my bold statement. Um, so, anyway, so then we're going to just wrap it up right here. And then we're going to uh, – Moving on. So don't forget, once again, that you're part of people. You follow us on our Instagram at PFB Podcast. And then uh, you follow us on our Twitter at Podcast BFB. And congratulations again to uh, to Will. Yes. Congratulations to our boy, Chill Will. Congratulations on winning our autographed Le'Veon Bell jersey. And that's all the time that we have here for today. And then, like I said, so every week for, for, uh, for going forward, Tuesdays, we're going to give you the waiver wire, waiver wire picks. And we're going to give you uh, the recaps of the last week and prepare for Thursday's game. Then on for Saturdays, we're going to prepare you like we did today. We're going to, you know, get the format down a little better. We're going to keep moving because, hey, listen, we're amateurs, man. We're just, we're just everyday fantasy sports players. We're just everyday fantasy sports players. I'm speaking of everyday fantasy yeah, sports we'll players. Yeah, we'll be pros by week 17. We'll, 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 yeah, <laughs> by, by when the season's <laughs> over. When the season's <laughs> over. <laughs> Fair enough, Charlie. All right, once again, party people, the Better Fantasy Bureau. Thank you very much for everything. Thank you for following us, follow us on iTunes and everything else where you get all your uh, Spotify and Stitcher and wherever you get all your podcast platforms. Charlie, anything else you want to say? Uh, Bureau, we'll see you next week. Flex, my brother. Enjoy the game tomorrow. And um, week one is here. NFL football is here. Let's get it, guys. All right. Once again, party people, thank you very much for your support. Let's go Giants tomorrow. Here we go. Week one of Fantasy Football Sundays is coming up. We're excited. We're happy to have you with us. Once again, party people, thank you very much. See you on this side or the other. Peace. Peace.